0: Hello and welcome to All Things Travel. Italy is a destination that is on so many of my friends, clients, and even my own travel wish list. We think about eating delicious pasta surrounded by the beautiful architecture and rich history of towns like Rome, Florence, Venice, and more. Today, we're going to chat about why Italy should be on your wish list and the best way to travel there.
1: So, Julie, I've been to Italy several times. Um, the first time I went to Italy, it was with one of my class trips, and we were in Greece for most of the trip. And we were in Italy for less than 48 hours. Wow. So it was kind of like, here, here's Rome. Now go home. <laughs> so I knew I wanted to go back. And last summer, well, two summers ago now, and I've talked about it on this podcast, I did Adventures by Disney with my family. We worked with Chow Italy, too. I know we're going to talk about Chow Italy a little later. Mm-hmm. It was my kids' first trip to Europe. It was an amazing trip. And Italy wow. is the best place to get your feet wet when it comes to Europe.
0: Why do you say that, Ryan?
1: I just think because I know for my kids, one of the things that they really liked was most everything we saw, they had a familiarity with. Okay. It's like, okay. you know, here's the Coliseum. Here's the Pantheon. Here's Venice. And Caleb, it's funny because Miriam would look at the art and the architecture and Caleb would think about Marvel movies or Jason Bourne <laughs> movies or things like that. He's like, that happened there and that happened there. But that was cool. They each kind of had their connection with, uh, with the places that we went.
0: So we thought it would be really fun to do a little bit of a mini series on places that we think should be on your travel wish list. These are going to be about five destinations we're going to talk about over the next couple episodes, and these are things that either we get asked about a lot, we hear people talking about a lot, or maybe they're even on our own travel wish list, like I mentioned earlier. Some people think of it as a bucket list, but we're going to call it our travel wish list.
1: And I'm excited because at the end, we're going to do an episode on places that should be on your travel wish list, but maybe you haven't thought about. That's going to be a fun one.
0: That is going to be really fun. We hope that if these places are on your travel wish list, maybe you learn a little bit more about how you can make that trip happen. And, and maybe it's not as far off as you might think.
1: You want to plan an amazing trip to Italy, but you don't know how to get started. As your travel advisor, we work with you to create a customized itinerary for your European vacation and take the stress out of planning away so you can focus on the fun and creating the memories. Ambiamo. You can <laughs> reach me at ryan at creatingmagicvacations.com.
0: You can reach me at julie at creatingmagicvacations.com. So let's chat a little about why Italy is a wish list destination. I know so many people who they want to go to Italy. You know, I want to go to Italy. Whenever you hear somebody thinking about going to Europe, I feel like Italy is always on their list. I think of it as a must-visit destination personally because of my family history. Mm -hmm. But for everyone else, they talk about the food, the pasta, and the pizza, and the sauce, and the bread, the wine. So, Julia, I have a quick
1: story that involves you and me and Italy and pizza.
0: Oh, what is it?
1: So, when I went to Italy several years ago, I needed help because I had a big Disney trip that the people were doing their advanced dining reservations. And remember Uh when I asked you to help me? Yes. So you got up at 6 a.m. and you worked really hard and you got them all the dining reservations they wanted. And I was so happy. Well, in Uh Italy, it was noon. And at the time Uh that you were doing the advanced dining reservations early in the morning, I was sitting having a pizza tasting at the restaurant. And they had us trying six different kinds of pizza with beer and everything. And I thought... I can never tell Julie that this is what I'm doing while she's working hard to make sure that my clients are happy.
0: So rude. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I did not admit that. (laughs) Oh, man. That's great. That's great. Well, you know, I hope your clients really enjoyed their trip. And I
1: really enjoyed the pizza.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Beyond food, Italy is a really popular destination because of its romantic ambiance. A honeymoon couples want to go there? I Actually, have friend's there right now on a honeymoon. And then the history. There's a lot that's enticing about Italy. You mentioned earlier the Colosseum, the Vatican, you know, mm-hmm. things like that that are, are really oh, yeah. popular to yeah. go. Ryan, are any of those things, reasons that brought you to Italy? or What was enticing you to kind of
1: go back? We had such a short time that first trip, and we knew that that was going to happen. That was just the way that the itinerary ran. So I definitely yeah. knew I wanted to go back. And I had only been to Rome, so to see other places, because we were in Rome, we were in Florence, and uh, we stayed in Tuscany, and we also went to Venice. Um, And I will tell you, Tuscany was amazing. Venice took my breath away. Like Those locations were just stunning. I mean, just absolutely stunning. Fourth of July, I'm sitting in Tuscany. On a farm, with the woman, they gave us a farm tour, and they cooked us a pasta. And she taught us how to make pasta. They cooked us pasta, not ours that we made, real pasta. Mm-hmm. And we had their wines yeah, that they, were made up. Yeah, they didn't it's, trust the pasta. They, they didn't trust made? us. No, so we had fresh pasta. We had salads, and there was wine from the farm, and there was olive mm. oil from the farm, and we're overlooking the Tuscan countryside and i'm like i could spend every fourth of july in tuscany i remember the picture
0: that you sent us with that view
1: yeah and it was just
0: beautiful yeah just beautiful and and
1: venice is otherworldly i mean it's just it's such a different place than any place i've ever been it just i mean rome is cool because rome has the history and rome kind of has the the pomp if you will, the pomp and circumstance, mm-hmm. you know, because it's a big city, an important city. But those other places, oh, my gosh, they just were amazing.
0: Right. And and having all those different cities within the same country, and okay. travel between, that's what makes Italy such a popular destination, right?
1: I, when we were in Venice, we took the train back to Rome, and it was a four-hour train ride, and we went through Florence. Oh. You can really start at one end or the other and be relatively close without any trouble getting to and from
0: right especially with that train connecting you're not having to board a flight to go anywhere like you know if you think about being in the u.s and traveling to different destinations you've got to board a flight to go there you really can't do it much easier than you can over in europe that's just one thing that makes it so unique and so cool and also it this is something i've been looking at recently is planning my trip to italy for a few years from now and i'm like how do I find the best itinerary to, to hit all these heavy hitters? Yeah. Rome, to see the Colosseum and the Trevi Fountain, the Vatican, everything that's in Florence. There's wine, there's Pionzi, the you know, Michelangelo's David, the Amalfi Coast. Yeah, there's just so much to see there. So what kind of things should we think about when we're starting to plan our trip there? Sure.
1: there's definitely travel considerations. First and foremost, and you'll hear this for every international destination, but it's always good to remind folks, your passport needs to be valid for six months after you return from your trip. And that is important, especially in Europe. There are some places where they're a little more lax about that, but I've had people turned away that were going to Greece and the young lady had to stay in Chicago for several days to get her passport rectified. Mm -hmm. No, it wasn't my class. No, it wasn't my fault. It was the other (laughs) person's, but I'm not going to say that. And Ryan, know,
0: tell people why they want six months left on your passport in tell case there's in, the in case there's it. an
1: emergency in case there's some yes. some reason why you would have to say on the continent is six months an overkill. Absolutely. It is. But that's just the that's just the general rule. So that's right. the and, first an thing.
0: emergency, you know, like a medical emergency. Yeah, right, right, right. Like that, where you're stuck in a hospital. Yeah. You have to heal. Who knows what happens? They don't want you to then be stuck in the country with an expired passport. A lot of people don't quite understand why I need that time left on my
1: passport. The other thing to consider is for most people coming from the U.S., it's going to be an overnight flight going there. If you're doing nonstop, you may have options, especially if you're going from um, either an eastern city or if you're going from a a hub in the Midwest, like a Chicago or something like that. And obviously, like everything else, the earlier you book, the better chance you have of getting that nonstop flight. Yeah. It, most likely you're going to be stopping in either Amsterdam or Germany if you do have a mm-hmm. stop, which, you know, that's fun too. You get kind of a different European culture. Um, yes. Keep in mind, if you're doing something like a Mediterranean cruise, you want to have some time, not only to make sure you're in place, but that you are as acclimated as you can. So I would recommend coming in probably even two days earlier for a European cruise. And so take into account that nighttime flight because that will kind of change stuff.
0: Right. You don't want to be doing an overnight flight and then embarking on your cruise the morning that you arrive. You want to be arriving the previous morning.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and you will be getting in, depending on your layover, once you get over to Europe, you you could be getting in relatively early. Or to be honest, you could be taking an entire other day. I mean, it really, I've I've done it both ways. You really have to look at that flight over and see how that's going to impact when you get there. And then Europe is making some decisions about visas and entry taxes and things like that. So obviously make sure that you're up to date with that or the person that's planning your trip is up to date with what you need to do.
0: When the time happens, they said 2024, now they're saying 2025.
1: 20- it's kind of like the enhanced uh, driver's license in the U.S., right?
0: <laughs> right. It's, that's right. It's a good comparison.
1: So, Julie, before we talk about some specific trips that you have put together I want to talk about where in the world is all things travel. So a place that we have not talked about yet on this show that keeps popping up relatively high, so I wanted to make sure we talked about it, is Gilbert, Arizona. Do you know Gilbert, Arizona? I don't.
0: Tell me about it.
1: Do you know what they are known for? Tell me. They were once the hay shipping capital of the world. (laughs) See, you (laughs) learn stuff on all things travel. But, hey, you want to know where I want to meet our listener, Julie? And this is right up your alley. I'm completely serious. So I'm looking at some pictures here in downtown Gilbert, Arizona. There is a restaurant called Topo, T-O-P-O. It's a small little white building. I'll put up a picture of this when I put up the posting this week. And it looks like it has a beaver on top wearing a cowboy hat. Oh, boy. And at Topo... This is what you can get. It's So it's kind of like a walk-up stand. They have different burritos. They Ooh. have street corn or loti. And they have soft-serve ice cream, which includes prickly pear ice cream. <laughs> does that not sound like it would be a great place for lunch?
0: It does sound like it would be a great place for like, lunch. I, you know, I totally... I would, what? I can't imagine what prickly pear ice cream would taste like. Oh, I bet
1: mean. it'd be good. Have you not had prickly pear stuff, like prickly pear... I, I had prickly pear, what, oh, hard cider the other day. I was at a thing of that, Like a yeah. light pear? Like no, a no, no. It's just kind of a citrusy kind of apple-y flavor. I want to meet our listener at Topo, and I want to have some prickly pear soft serve ice cream. We are so excited that Gilbert, Arizona is listening to all things travel. Awesome. All right, Julie, so you have worked up several options of trips yes. here. Tell us about one of them.
0: Yes. So this is the fun part. This is where we get to tell you what your trip to Italy could look like and how we can make it happen. So we're going to talk about two different options because there are a lot of different ways to see Italy. And depending on what type of trip you're imagining, that will kind of help us figure out which way to go with with this for you. So the first option is going to be just a a completely land-based trip. And by that I mean, you know, you're you're not taking a cruise, you're you're flying into Rome, you're going around seeing cities and then probably flying back home out of Rome. You could do it guided, or you could do it self-guided, you could do it private, group, a lot of different options. Something like this would be best for families that have kids. I would say like middle school age and above, you know, where they're
1: I wouldn't go I wouldn't go younger than that.
0: They're gonna be able to keep up and follow along. Uh, It could be okay for a school trip. I know a lot of high schools offer something like that as the kids, you know, get older in school and depending on what subjects they're studying, older adults, you know, that are doing, you know, all the destinations they've ever dreamed Mm -hmm. of. This is a great option for them or honeymoon couples. I mentioned earlier, I have some friends there on the honeymoon right now. So a company that we really love to work with for a tour like this is called Chow Italy. Yep. The thing I really love about Chow Italy, Ryan, is when we hear from them at our agency's conference, we are hearing straight from the owner.
1: Owner Guido. Yep.
0: You are really working with people who know the destinations really well. Let's talk about the Chow Italia tour. So this is a nine day tour. It starts at $3,500 per person, which I thought was a great price. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And this is kind of the greatest hits tour, if you want to think about it that it way. Is right? The
0: greatest hit. And that's got why it. I wanted to feature it. That, yeah, that place is going to include your hotels. It includes most of your transfers. It includes skip the line tickets for the tours and your professional guides throughout. And so you've got
1: somebody really managing your entire trip throughout these nine days. That's great.
0: It is awesome. And I'm going to just tell you a little about what cities you're going to go to and maybe a couple of the things that you can see there. So when you arrive, this tour is going to start in Rome. You're going to get a private transfer to your hotel. The next day, you're going to be going to the Vatican. And again, you have a skip the line ticket mm-hmm. to the Vatican, mm-hmm. which is huge because there's yes. a lot of crowds there.
1: It's insane. So
0: you have a tour there and then you kind of have the afternoon to yourself. Mm hmm. You, you get another day in Rome, you can explore on your own, or you can do a tour with Ciao Italy built into your itinerary.
1: On our full day before our ABD, we actually did a food tour with Chow Italy. Ooh, and I awesome. thought it was going right. to be a group. And it was just the four of us in the tour guide. And it was phenomenal. Wow, amazing. It was so yeah, much wow. fun. It was a great way to learn about the city. Even the day tours or the half day tours are awesome. Hey, you. Yeah, you listening. Do you like personal finance or real estate? Are you itching to build wealth and create a better life for yourself or your family? Then you need to come check out the Life, Money, and More podcast with real estate agent, YouTuber, and actor, Sage Weiss. This isn't your average finance show. We dive deep and do not sugarcoat topics around money and life. The Life, Money, and More podcast releases two episodes a week just for you because we're all about helping you win in this crazy world we live in. Come join the thousands of listeners on the Life, Money, and More podcast.
0: Yes, they do have that option. This tour that I'm talking about, the Chau Italia tour, is your full nine-day tour, but you can just do like one day at a time. Correct. And it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So after you're done in Rome, you're going to go over to Florence. Again, the transfers are included, so cars can take you to the train station. You're going to have a first-class trip experience over to Florence. You're going to go to the hotel. And every time you go somewhere, they're not just going to like drop you and be like, good luck. Mm -hmm. They're going to give you recommendations of where to go for dinner, where to go see the site, how to get places. They're really going to be there for you as um, a good resource and a good support system. On day five, you're going to visit the David. You can admire the streets of the Renaissance and all sorts of great things in the afternoon. You have another day in Florence where you can spend the day at your leisure. Again, they'll give you ideas of where to go, local markets, things like that. Then you travel onto to Venice. And as Ryan said, that was one of the best cities he went to, right, on your I tour? Ab- oh,
1: absolutely. I absolutely loved it. i go back tomorrow.
0: So there's just so much to see in Venice, right? You have the canals there. You have St. Mark's. You have all these different... Yeah,
1: the Doge's Palace. All of these cities are good for wandering But Venice Mm -hmm. is a great city to wander and kind of, you know, Shane and I used to talk about this on this podcast. Safely get lost. Yes. You know, kind of wander the streets and kind of stroll around and cross a bridge here and wander down this street and just kind of take it all in.
0: That's what I like about tours like this is it's not... We have to go here and here and here. It's, hey, we're going to do this tour in the morning. And then you've got the afternoon to yourself. But we are still going to be a support system for you. So you're not just lost in the city. After you visit those three cities, you're going to depart home. And if I were pricing this for a family of five, which my family is, right now, it would be a a little over $17,000, which really is not bad for a nine-day trip at all these cities, the tours included. All that great stuff. So I think that sounds really fun. We are going to include a link to this specific tour in the show notes. And if you want to talk a little more about Ciao Italy, just reach out to one of us. The next option to see Italy is by sea. And this is a really popular idea. The Mediterranean cruise. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. There's a couple
0: different ways to do it. You can do Eastern or Western. So either you're going to see countries like Italy and Greece, or you're going to see countries like Italy and Spain and France. So this one I focused on was Italy, Spain, and France, because this is kind of the more traditional Mediterranean cruise. And for me, when I think about cruising the Mediterranean, I think that's going to be best for families of all ages. You know, I would take even my little ones on a cruise because we only have to unpack one time. We're able to visit more than one country without a lot of logistical planning. A lot of it is taken care of for us. And yep. the food is included in the pricing on this. Thinking of families with younger kids, I was looking at Disney Cruise Line and they offer a seven-night Mediterranean cruise from Barcelona. So again, you're going to want to get yourself over to Barcelona at least a day or two oh, in advance. yeah, Ple-
1: please take some time. I-, I had a family do this uh, last summer and they did Barcelona to Rome and we planned two days in Barcelona beforehand and two days in Rome afterwards. And that's just the right way to do it.
0: I would definitely do that. I've been thought extensively about coming in, doing a, a small chow Italy tour, and then doing the Disney Cruise Line Mediterranean Cruise yep. on the back end. That way we can get a little more in-depth in Italy, but still have that cruise experience for most of the trip. So this is a great option. You're going to start in Barcelona. When you're there a couple of days early, there's, there's a lot for you to do. And... The the cruise lines are really good about telling you what what you can see there as mm-hmm. you meander along. You're going to have one sea day in the beginning, and then you're going to go over to Naples in Italy. The city of Pompeii is there. You can look at the ruins. You can go to the historic center of Naples and explore a lot of history in that city. The next day, you're going to be right over to Rome. So the one thing about the cruise is it does go fast, right? You're, you're boom, boom, boom. Yes.
1: Yes, it's so, a sampling.
0: It, yes. Since it's we're very starting in Barcelona,
1: a it's a tapas of uh I of, love that.
0: I yes. love that. So we're on day four of the cruise and you're already in Rome and you're going to, you can get off the ship. You can tour on your own, but I would definitely recommend booking a tour. Let's
1: Especially with Rome because you're not there. You've got to take quite a drive into actual Rome.
0: Right. Exactly. You can still book a tour, go to St. Peter's Basilica, mm-hmm. go to the Vatican's go to the Sistine Chapel and you can still get a, a really great day. When I was looking at the the times that you're there, you still have a good 12-hour time frame that yeah. the ship is docked. After Rome, you're going to go real quick right over to Livorno and see Florence and Pisa. And there's a lot to see there. Obviously, the Leaning Tower of Pisa is probably what's going to come to everyone's mind. And then right away the next day, you're hopping over to France. And I think that's really cool because you do get a really nice sampling of these places. And to me... Then that's a good way to say, oh, I'd really love to come back to France or I'd love to come back to Italy. It gives you a good idea of maybe how to set your travel up in the future. So when I was looking at this, because we talked about the pricing for the land tour, I priced a deluxe family ocean view stateroom with a veranda because I just thought you'd have to have a veranda on this trip. Like, can you just imagine sailing up to Rome and sailing up to Florence and, and sailing up to France? Just beautiful views, right? So this was about fifteen thousand for my family of five, but keep Mm -hmm. in mind that does include all your food and a lot of two sea days.
1: So there's activity. I mean, there's all the stuff going on on the ship as well as your time in the ports.
0: Yes, the only thing is that you do need to then budget for the excursions you're going to be booking because you're not going to go on a Mediterranean cruise and not book excursions. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm so just going to sit one, by the pool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right. That's one big, I bet that pool would be really empty though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one big variable with these types of cruises is it's hard to know in advance how much those excursions are going to be. But this does give you a really great option if you have younger kids. And again, that 15000 pricing, that's for a family of five. So, you know, if you're not a family of five, it's going to be less for you. And again, we will put the link to this cruise itinerary in the show notes if you want to check it out a little little bit more about what a cruise to the Mediterranean could look like.
1: That's awesome. Those are two really good examples of how you could explore Italy. I could see doing either one. I kind of like the land one because you really get to go kind of deeper rather than a lot of different things. But boy, that cruise would just be an awesome way to do it.
0: Right. And I really think my family is going to be doing a a mix of both because I have some members in my family who are a little skeptical of international travel. So I think they would be more comfortable on a cruise. Yeah. And it's a great way to kind of like you said earlier, like Italy is a great place to start dipping your feet into the water for international travel. And I think a cruise is even more of that, right? It's a a perfect example of like really just getting your toes wet on that because you are in the safe environment. You are very much taken care of. Somebody else is taking you from place to place. You're really not responsible for a lot, right? Right. You just follow the leader around for the most part. So I think for us, like we are looking at doing something like this in the next few years where my kids are still going to be pretty young. And it would be a great chance for us to see a couple different cities and then go back to the ones we really loved years down the road.
1: That's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing Italy with us today.
0: You want to plan an amazing trip to Italy, but you don't know how to get started? As your travel advisor, we work with you to create a customized itinerary for your European vacation and take the stress of planning away so you can focus on fun and creating memories. You can reach out to us at julie at creatingmagicvacations.com.
1: You can reach out to me at Ryan at creatingmagicvacations.com. We look forward to talking to you next week on all things travel. So, Gilbert, oh, I had some notes.
0: <laughs> you know, we'll just no, sit it's here a waiting. cool
1: thing. It's a cool thing. All right. Can I can't
0: wait to hear about it. Shut up. That's going to go at the end.